Hello, welcome to Marcel's Medieval Magic, the podcast that has me, Marcel Losada, reading through and summarizing medieval texts with my friends and family who have not heard or read these texts at all because they all have lives. Uh, this is the second part of our story of Ewain and Gawain, um, which I think you can also say Ewain and Gawain. Edited by the lovely Mary Flowers Braswell. She's a peach, and I personally salute her. The text is from the first quarter of the 15th century, so 1400s, according to the British Library. Our source material comes out of Teams Medieval Texts. I, of course, want to plug our great resource of Teams, but I will do so at the end. Our guest today is the inimitable, my brother, Jan, continuing this nightly quest with me today. So how goes it, Jan? Oh, it goes well. Hail and well met. I'm glad to be back in the medieval times. I'm glad to be back with uh, my, my homies, Ewain, which we really haven't met yet, and uh, Gowan, which really, I'm coming around on uh, the name Gowan, uh, mainly because you can't have Ewain and Gawain. That's tough. I get, I get why the other translation is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I've been reading some other stories now, and uh, Gawain, or Gowan, we can, when, when it's by itself, you're right. It's, it's much better, right? It's when, be- it, when, you don't, when you have Ewain brought next to it, it is... Uh, you can't have... Uh, yeah, it, it's like Pete and Pete. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, Gawain is a total badass. Yeah. He shows up all over the place, uh, so uh, kind of interesting. You, Wayne, not as much. Hmm. So hmm. I, at least I haven't run into him in the book I'm going through. So let's start this off, I think, with a bit of a recap. Sure. And a reminder for anyone who doesn't remember or missed out on the previous episode, of course, you can feel free to go back and listen to that probably episode. The thing you, pro- probably the thing you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like... Walking in in the middle of the movie. Some people are okay with that. I, I mean, yeah. Some, you, whatever floats your boat. You know, go yeah. nuts. Go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Some people uh, squish uh, small animals with their feet for sexual pleasure, though. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. It's yeah. a weird world. Yeah. Um, so as a recap, uh, we're in Cardiff in mm-hmm. Wales, and it's Whit Sunday, yep. which we described as good for forgiveness, I think, if I remember, uh, when the queen overhears the knights telling a story. And our buddy, remember Colvergrants? Uh, good old Colgervance, yep. Yeah, so Colgervance, um, Vancey maybe, recounts a quest he underwent six years before when he found a great palace filled with friendly people who live close to a horrible-looking, albeit kind of friendly, giant beastmaster guy who tells him about a marvel that he can see if he finds a stone under the fairest tree in the country that has a basin which is made of gold and a chain that goes into a well and there's a chapel close by. Just an incredible side quest, yes. Yeah. Uh, truly great. So Colgravance finds this place, he dashes water on the rock, which triggers some storm event and wakes up a knight who beats the shit out of Colgravance and takes his horse. Yep. Colgravance defeated, has to walk back to the courteous knight's castle where he had his stuff, and he presumably makes it back to the other knights and ends up telling this very tale. So, so this is like, <clears throat> excuse me, this is, he has, ju- this has just happened to him. This isn't like telling a tale from ages back. This Six is, years back. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, so I guess he was ashamed, you know? Yeah, like, sure. Hey, and, guys, uh, let me tell you about this time I got my ass kicked. kicked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's why he didn't want to tell it in front of the queen. 
okay, so it's less sexy based and more like I'm I don't I don't appear like the badass that you would want in your royal retinue. Um, sure, I could see that. I could see that. Sure. I think that's where it's going. Yeah. Okay. So, um, or at least the impression we get. Um, but there is some sexiness in it, right? With that lady. So the, the, yeah, it gets saucy. It gets yeah. saucy. So anyway, um, we're just also now starting to hear from one of our titular characters, uh, who at this point has said nothing in the story, nor has he actually contributed to anything. Um, he's been standing in a room or sitting. We don't know because details no de- aren't thick at this point in time. Figure it out, paint it in your own head, whatever you paint. That's probably, yeah, yeah. Whatever you got going in your brain is probably accurate. Sure. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, now, uh, Wayne is going to speak. Uh, Colger Vance just admitted that he got his ass kicked by this better knight and his horse stolen. And Wayne says, now certainly you are my cousin Germain, right? Which in this case uh, gets translated as like close kinsman. And okay. I've seen it translated as blood relative. Huh. So it could be that they're, uh, they're actually related. Sure. So, sure. Uh, so that's on Harvard's Chaucer page. Um, I saw that on there. Uh, Ewain continues and says, true love should be between us as there is between brothers, which kind of maybe says it's, they're not brothers. I don't know. Anyway, so you are a fool to not have told me earlier of this fairly fair, which means like weird event. Okay. Certainly I would have avenged you of that same night. And so shall I yet if I am able. Okay. That's, that's a lot of bro energy coming out, but you know, Hey, you're a couple drinks in, it's a holiday, your homie's hearing about you getting your ass. That's a friend. That's a true friend. Perhaps not the guy uh, misguided energy, but hey, he's on your side. Okay, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Now, our narrator says that Sir K says all smartly or sarcastically, right, that K speaks insolent words which follow, and that's what the text says, okay? Uh, usually when I say things like that, it's not me putting that in. That is literally what the text it is, is the saying. text. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Kay says, now we see after our feast that there is more boast in a pot of wine than in a carcass of St. Martin. And well, I don't know what that yeah, means. Uh, so here's what our editor uh, adds. So I didn't get this part at all. Braswell tells us that the carcass of St. Martin, right, is some kind of dried meat. And then Martin Mass, and I'm probably fucking up how to say that, is a time of slaughtering. And so what... Uh, and suggests that St. Martin was noted for his temperance, like, uh, you know, holding back, right? Okay. So he is being contrasted here with the heavy drinker, Ewain, who boasts and brags. Kay, true to form, has no use for Ewain's brave words. He implies that Ewain is more a drunkard than a, uh, uh, than a butcher or man of action. Okay. So Sir Kay is talking shit. Sure. In a He's very talking convoluted in a way. very convoluted and complicated way, and I had to be there. Cool. Great. Yeah. Sure. So this part was much easier. Kay continues, and he says, Arm yourself well, Sir Ewain, and soon you'll come back again. Make sure you fit your saddle pad well and place yourself well in that saddle. And when you go on your way, make sure to display your banner well. And before you leave, make sure to say goodbye to all your friends. And if it be this very night when you're sleeping that any man or any dreams make you scared to go on your quest, come back to me and say that I told you so. Damn. Some of that was still hard to follow, but that ending was, um, uh, gives you everything you need. Uh, 
Absolutely. And, you know, um, we'll get to the grammar on this stuff is atrocious and there's reasons for that, uh, you know, and, and I could make it simpler, but then I'd be leaving out sections. Um, I, I like hearing, I like being a part of the process of like rediscovering a part of history Absolutely. that, that uh, uh, even though I don't understand exactly what these insults are, I get the vibe. I, I know what's being said here. I'm uh, not... I mean, even in my own life, I've been called a lot of things. I haven't understood all of them, but um, I know when I'm being mocked, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so the queen steps forward to kind of mollify the situation, and it says that she answered Kay with mild de mode, and she says something like, Sir Kay, are you crazy? Literally, uh, I like this part, but what the devil is thee within, right? So that one's pretty understood. Sure. So, you know, what devil's inside you? That your tongue never stops moving to shame so foully your companions. Okay, good. She's, yeah. she's, she's bringing her, uh, her moralistic A-game. Yeah, good yeah. on her. Yeah. And she continues and says, certainly, Sir Kay, you are discourteous. By him that for a suffered pain, so essentially like Jesus Christ, right? If your tongue were mine, I should accuse it quickly of treason, and so should you uh, do if you have any sense. Okay. So uh, accusing your tongue of treason, I guess. Right? Uh, getting a little Cronenberg-y, uh, getting a little like, you know, body weapon uh, shit, but hey, great, great. Yeah, so next Wayne gets back in there, and the narrator tells us that if, if men says him villainy, he carped all full courteously. So when people belittled Sir Ewayne, he took it in stride and he still spoke courteously. So okay. he's taking the high road. Sure. Right? He doesn't lose his temper or his grace and manners. He says to the queen, Madam, there should be no strife between us. Uncouth or stupid men should be shamed to be so uncourteous to his companions. And also, Madam, it is said certainly that whoever reproaches or turns against another person begins a fight. I will not do this. Let him say all his thoughts because his words bother me right not. Nice, nice. He's taking the high road. He's being a bigger man about it. He's the guy who got cut off and just goes, hey, I'm not going to do nothing here because you know what? Words are actions and I'm not willing to make negative actions. Good on you, Wayne. I'm, uh, I'm liking you. I'm also liking Kay because I like some good shit talking. I mean, if you ain't shit talking, you're, that's not a friend. That's not a friend I want to be with. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because uh, I think I told you, but Sir Kay is really popular too. So, sure. you know, like it's, it's part of, I think going back even then, you got to have your shit talking dude. You know? Yeah, like, of yeah. course. But there's course. a part that, and anyway, I'm kind of jumping and I sure. shouldn't. Sure. So then... The narrator tells us that as they're speaking, out of the chamber comes who else but the king. So the barons that were there, they quickly rise for them. I didn't know we were about to get our homie Arthur into this story. I thought it was one of those, oh no, Arthur's uh, uh, down for the king. Yeah, he's just off fucking doing whatever. Great. It's not even fucking the queen at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, he's just gone. He was just in a different room. Love it. Uh, great Arthur's on deck. Yeah, so... Arthur then bids them all to sit down and sits himself down by the queen. The queen then tells the king all that she could from the story. Every bit of the occurrence that had befallen Sir Colgravance is what the text says. Uh, when she told him how it happened and the king had heard and understood the tale, he swore by his own crown and his father's, and the text tells us, Uther Pendragon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So his father's soul, Uther's soul. Right? Uther Pendragon. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking solid name. What uh, a good name. Just, mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, in one of the texts I'm reading, there are two different people um, who, through some betrayal, one of them dies, and the person names the town or themselves, they pick up both names. Huh. Right, so, the, it, but this is another one where I think it's like Superman, and they're kind of unrelated. It's just or, a bunch of Superman, sure. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, and yeah, you can do sure, whatever the fuck sure. you want because yeah, who sure. cares? It's all bullshit anyway. Sure. And I think that's where it is. So, the note for this is also amazing, though. Um, Ar- Arthur's father in this telling, right, the Uther Pendragon, known as Head Dragon or foremost leader, as it uh, kind of translates, appears in Geoffrey on Monmont's Historia, where his London court, his association with Merlin. And Arthur's enchanted birth are described. Hmm. So, you know, it shows up in other places and kind of fun. So there you go. Arthur swears uh, that uh, he should see the same sect, right? The same sight, meaning everything Colgravance had seen in a fortnight. uh, So he wants to go there in a fortnight. Okay. Okay, So he wants to go there in two weeks because he wants to land there at St. John the Baptist's Eve is what he says. Uh, You're lining it up with the holiday. Cool. Yeah, which uh, Arthur tells us is the best man next to Christ. Wow. Wow. So our editor, because I did not know any of this, uh, the editor tells us that this saint's feast day is especially important because it coincided with Midsummer's Eve. Okay. Okay. And it's pagan celebrations. So at this time, it was considered that elves and fairies were abroad and it was an opportune time for marvels. Well, so you're telling me Arthur shows up to the story, hears about it, looks at his uh, boys, looks at his uh, retinue and goes, okay, not only are we going to avenge you, but let's wait two weeks. We're going to go out. We're going to tailgate the fuck out of this. We're going to hang out with some sprites. We're going to hang out with other woodland creatures. There's going to be some talking fucking foxes and some shit. And then we're going to fucking avenge you for not dying. Um, Great. Yeah, great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For getting your ass kicked fairly in battle. Exactly. (laughs) For for losing to a person you probably shouldn't have been messing with from the first place. Fine. Yep. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so night stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do like that he like picks his day too. He's like, uh, what's what's the best day? Yeah. Should we go tomorrow? Uh, no, 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 no. When's the fairy shit happen? Exactly. You know? Let's go <laughs> when we're guaranteed a good party. All right, let's go when, uh, yeah, this weekend sucks. No one's out there. Um, spring breaks in like two weeks though, dog. So yeah. It does kind of jive uh, since you're a fan of Sir Gowan and the Green Knight sure. with, Arthur's want for adventure and mystery and sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. So he wants, sure. you know, the good stuff. Of right? course. Yeah. So anyway, um, so quickly says Arthur, come with me. Anyone who wants wonders to see, which is pretty understandable. Sure. The King's word then was made known over the whole court and there was none so little Paja that he was fain of that voyage. So, uh, there was even the weakest page was eager to go on that Voyager journey. Okay. All right. So the whole castle is essentially getting ready to depart. And literally like the wimpy, you know, teenage, oh, I want to go too. Sure. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. yeah sure. Okay, Timmy. To the castle <laughs> we go. Fuck it. You're going to die at 12. Yeah. You'll, you'll learn to be a man real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. You know. So knights and squires were uh, fully fain, which we'll, we'll see that one again. It might be a fain, um, which is, means joyous or you okay. know, pleased. Uh, it tells us that no one was displeased, but Sir Ewain. Hmm. So Sir Ewain is not happy. Uh, it says that he made great mana or uh, moan, 
right? Mm. So he's moaning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, sure. Because he would have preferred to write out alone. Okay, so you okay, okay, little lone wolf over here. Um, uh, yeah, he he doesn't want it to be a whole party thing. He just wanted to go uh, avenge his friend. I guess it's a little more fair, right? E. Wayne's looking at it like there's one night. Let's go fuck with this one night. But if it's going to be all of us, what? Yeah. 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 And uh, well, so the narrator tells us that in his heart, he had a great disliking of the king going out to do battle with uh, this knight. Hmm. All he was hoping for was that maybe Sir Kay would take up the fight or else Gawain as a valiant knight could do it. And either one the king would grant the opportunity. Hmm. So, you know, both would be great if, uh, you know, they would do it. And then whoever craved the fight between Kay and Gawain would get the privilege of fighting. So, you know, they, so this so, also tells us, I think, why they put up with Kay, because when it counts... Uh, so Kay's the real good fighter. Sure, he's the... Sure, he gets to be a dick because he's just that good. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And I think sure. it's also one of those things where he will stay true to his word. Sure. So even though he mm. shit talks, you know, uh, not only is he good in combat, but he's also good at his word, right? Sure. And like, you know, oh, you need me to take up a challenge? Let's do this, chief. And yeah. I'm not going to let you down. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's that. I'll uh, be there at call time. Yeah. 100%. He's like yeah. that cocky sniper, like the Iceman in Top Gun. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So Ewain decides that he's not going to wait for the king's will. So he's not waiting for the will of the king and uh, become of him what he may. He would go alone, God willing, to take this journey on his own. His plan is to be well on his way before the third day and to go where he might. That narrow path with the thorns and the briars that made the movement slow. They don't mention the quince trees this time. Hmm. And to find the hold, the hold or a palace or whatever that Colgervance told of. Ewain would see the courteous knight, um, Sir Kurt, as we called him last time. Yes. And, uh, uh, didn't he have an eagle? Uh, yeah, he had a falcon. Right? He had a yeah. falcon, sure. Uh, different bird, same idea. Yeah. yeah and Did they not hear the cacophony of animals, or have we not gotten to that part of the woods yet? Not yet. We'll, okay. we'll get there. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, the uh, maiden Mika, right, or so that Lady B, as we called her mm -hmm. there, um, then he would find that forest. And also, this is interesting. Um, so I said last time that our um, big giant friend doesn't get a name, and that's still true, but they call him the Carl of Kamez Kin, which Ewain oh. calls him that, and it translates to the churl, which is like a peasant or a lowly person, okay. right? Okay. The churl of Cain's kin. Wow. Oh, wow. What a metal. Yeah, that's very cool. Cain uh, being the guy that killed Abel. Um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty sick. Uh, so he is like the peasant of Cain's. What was the, the term again? Uh, it was the Churl of Cain's Kin. Is it translated? Churl. Yeah. The Churl of Cain's Kin. That's awesome. That's, yeah. uh, that's a cool evil character there. I, I like that in evil notoriety the lower you are on the spectrum the higher you are oh, like okay. the most uh, uh uh the most noble of the evil people are fucking kings fuck those dudes but do not fuck with the peasants those motherfuckers are raw evil yeah that's awesome, Love that's awesome. It. let's see all right, so our editor, the lovely Mary Flowers Braswell, tells us that according to tradition, monsters, elves, giants, and spirits of hell were descended from Cain. 
okay. who was the father of all evil progeny, yep. Yep. Um, which is also what we see in Beowulf, by the way, and a lot of other folklore and mythology. So yeah, I, I, I really like that. It, uh, so much of what I'm learning, anyway, of uh, medieval literature is like fan is is Bible fan fiction. It's totally, it's what it is. just like okay, yes, and right. They're just improving their way off of what the Bible was. Like, what if Cain had like an army of evil? Like, it's it's fucking the fourth film in a franchise where it's like, oh man, you've already done the trilogy. We're going one deeper. All right, I guess. I I love it. It's uh, I can't wait for Jesus to show up. Right, I can't wait for like. Uh, and then, you know, Mary Magdalene shows up and starts hanging out with the knights. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I am doing the next podcast uh, between these episodes, probably it'll go, is um, the St. Margaret. I'm going to do that with a friend of mine over here. But it is totally Bible fanfic. I, do, I, do, I love yeah. it. I love it. It is a fantastic wild ride. Um, I saw it referenced on the show Cursed recently, okay. which is a retelling of Merlin. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's Arthurian legend. Sure. Um, it's fun. It's not bad. You know, um, nah, it's not great either. So, uh, it, shots know. fired, shots fired a curse. Uh, We're coming for you, cursed. It does its own thing, which I'm okay with, you know, sure. but um, anyway. so I mean, I'm, I'm learning that most of this is kind of just rolling dice and going, fuck it anyway. They're so, not yeah. doing anything that these people didn't you do didn't in the first do place. <laughs> yeah, when so. they were, yeah, uh, writing it down. Yeah. Right. You know, um, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. So... Ewain is going to go see this churl of Cain's kin, old Greg, as you call them, and all his wild beasts. He would see the tree with all the birds on it, the chapel, the beacon, and the stone. Ewain then tells us that he wouldn't tell his plan to any friend until he knew how this all would end. Ewain then goes into his inn. So Ewain just owns an inn? or Which turns out to be his household. Okay. Inside, he found his men ready there, which I don't think about this as like... He's got his own, like, chateau, you know, like, and dudes, you know? I would imagine, though, because, like, being a knight's actually, like, higher up on the, 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 like, nobility scale. So you would imagine they have their own entourages of, like, dudes. Yeah, that that makes sense. Fuck. Yeah, so, I mean, it totally plays, but it just doesn't occur to you, right? When you think of, like, Arthur and his knights, you think, oh, Arthur's at the top, and then the knights serve him, and done, right? And they ride out on their merry way. But then if you think about the way as you're describing it would work is those guys are just as rich, just like one step down. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, yeah. They're part of the fucking court. They're, right. uh, yeah. So yeah. they got full groups of men and stuff and they can mobilize armies together. Yeah, sure. You know? Like, yeah. So it's not just, huh, the dude. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there he finds one of his squires and he tells him to go saddle his palfrey. Uh, which is a type of horse? My friend, we are about to go down a rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> okay. If if this doesn't end in Griffins, I'm gonna be I'm gonna <laughs> Man, be, be kind of mad. <clears throat> yeah. God damn it. Palfrey horses were the best horses you could own, and so what I found about this is it wasn't a breed thing, and this is where it gets interesting. Um, so it comes down to movement. Okay. Palfreys okay. amble, whereas horses trot. God, and, I just want you to know. You probably, I, I, I know I am your literal brother, and these opinions have kind of solidified over the past few years. I don't like horses. <laughs> I fucking, I don't like the way they trot around thinking they're better than anyone. I don't like the fact that a horse gets to shit anywhere it wants, and no one gets a ticket. 
if I'm walking a dog and that dog defecates, I can get a ticket for that. But if you scale that dog up 400% to the size of a fucking horse, all rules are off. Fuck horses. Well, I don't... Was, oh, If there was a Cerberus-sized dog, <laughs> yeah, you'd let it shit wherever you want. I, I, yeah. I would still expect there to be a punishment system for just walking <laughs> away from that. I would still expect... I don't like that the fact that horses have more rights than I do. That I could get a ticket, but that horse doesn't? Fuck off. Fuck off. That's true. I, I also just think uh, uh, rich secure people horse culture is kind of infuriating so i i got hot takes on horses so all i'm saying is we're already making my eyes roll so uh, please go on about the damn horses i will keep it brief for you oh no my no good no brother. let's go deep into horse genealogy pedigrees of uh, uh, shoes i'm pretty much at the end of what i know about horses but... well you got one of those things will be explored so great the the difference is as i mentioned one ambles one ambles trots, one right? trots what's the difference between trotting and ambling excellent so um with a trot two of the horse's feet will leave the earth at the same time. Okay. Okay. With an amble, only one does. Now, as I mentioned, it's not a breed thing. Huh. Right? And so the palfrey, um, since it ambled, it could go greater distances because it's using less movement. It's, okay. Additionally, sure. it was smoother, a hmm. lot smoother. And so it was preferred. And so um, like women, um, if you're on, you know, you're riding um, with cargo, it's not fucking going Flopping all over the around. place, right? Sure, yeah, sure, you're sure. able to keep it kind of smooth. Now- they were smaller. And too. yeah, are they not as fast? Is that the... They could... A, a bigger horse could be faster. And there sure. was like war horses and stuff where you're sure. trying to like manhandle people, um, you know, or like smash up against another horse, right? They were, sure. They're not great combat horses, sure. but they are fantastic riding horses. Uh, horses for women, and, for beginners. And royalty and sure. Yeah, sure. I mean women of this time. Women can ride whatever the fuck Whatever they the want. fuck horse yeah, they want. They it's an equal anything. opportunity horse thing. I still think horses suck, but it's fine. Right. In the medieval world, though, things were different. 100%. Um, so, or at least expectations, that kind of stuff. So um, what's really interesting is that they fell out of favor during the Industrial Revolution when the, um, not even the Industrial Revolution, maybe even like Renaissance, because then they were pulling carriages. Okay, and sure. So you and you wanted a big, powerful, big, strong try. horse. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. Because you had horse trains and teams sure. and, you know, uh, things were coming together. So you essentially bred them out. Sure. And now, huh. um, you, you know, I, I don't think palfreys exist from what I see anymore, but yeah, huh. that was, it was huh. a genetic mutation in the way that they walk or maybe one comes around every now and again, but since they aren't bred for it specifically, sure. um, you know, you can't find it. I bet maybe if you pay a bunch of money, I don't know. So yeah, sure. Anyway, that's, he orders, um, the squires to saddle his palfrey and also his strong steda. So his, uh, strong steed. Okay. All right. Uh, so he's taking two horses, which is also something I don't think we think of too much, you know? Um, but that but... makes total sense. Because in every fantasy movie, it's just a group of dudes with a small rucksack on your back. Right. And then just a horse and no supplies for the horse. Or, you you know, it's one of those... No, the, you, you would be going at a, 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 tro- a, a, a slow trot and have a donkey with a bunch of shit on them, but you wouldn't need a supply line. Like, uh, ah, ah. I totally hear you a hundred percent. So he also tells the squire to get my best with And that word means armor. So he's also getting his okay. best sure. gear together. Sure. 
Uh, he tells the squire further that he's going to ride outside the gate and wait outside of the town for the squire to ride to him because Ewayne is going to make a journey. A journey. Um, and again, he tells the squire, one more time, you shall bring me my palfrey, and I forbid you to say anything about whether you saw me. Huh. Let okay. no one know about my secret plan, and if any man should ask you about me, I ask that you loyally lie to them. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a moral, like, spiral. That's a moral conundrum, but sure, yeah. right? He's just trying to cover his tracks. Uh, sure. Yeah, a little deception, though. Yeah. Remember at the beginning, it talked about truth, right? And, and being, like, true to your word and so right. on and so forth. But I... Uh, 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 I'm sorry, who is this that's uh, running, um, um, gathering his horse again? That's Ewayne. Ewayne, yeah. uh, yes, uh, the, 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 the hero of the story. I guess Ewayne is just trying to, uh, he's a the ends justify the means kind of guy. That, oh look, I'm, I'm doing this for Arthur. I'm doing this so he doesn't have to compete uh, against us night. So I'm willing to lie to people. Sure. And I'm still just a good fuck you. Um, yeah, great. The squire is totally cool with this, by the way. And of course. Says, sure. um, yep. Sir, with full good will. Uh, so full goodwill. Um, I'll do everything you ask me to do because of me. You will not be informed upon. Uh, Snitches get stitches. Homie. I got you. I got your back. He does. Uh, great squire here. Uh, Sir Ewayne went forth and he thought about how before he would return that he would avenge his cousin with all his meat, all his might. Sure. Right. So the squire had his armor ready. The narrator tells us that the squire did right all his master read. So everything that Ewayne asked. The squire also had Ewayne's steed and his equipment when Ewayne was outside of town. He shifted off his palfrey, dressed himself in his armor, and leapt up on his good estida, which is probably a war horse, right? So it's like bigger, stronger, and it's trained okay. differently. Sure, sure. Um, so quickly he rode out until it neared night. He passed many high mountains, and in the wilderness he passed many a plain until he came to that leather sty, or that treacherous crossing, as, as it's translated or I'm sorry. modernized. I'm sorry. Leather sty? Leather, it might be L-E-T-H-I-R and then sty, like, you know, what you get on your eye, right? Okay, because the leather sty is a pretty hip and, uh, you know, wink, wink, uh, kind of bar on the edge of town. The leather sty, oh, you're going to have a good time there, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, no, it means treachery in this way, like le okay. leather is. Leather, um, okay. Right, um, well, that's an even cooler bar, right. the treachery <laughs> bar. Uh, interesting note, by the way, that the sty, you're going to like this, could mean a road or a path in that time, but it could also, uh, it was also ominous and had connotations for the deepest pit of hell. Nice. Okay. Like a, a highway to hell. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, so he came to that spot and he had to cross it out of necessity. And he was then sure to see the well and the fair tree. So it's odd, but I think the text is saying he sees these things. Next, um, it says that uh, then he sees the chapel at last, which he hastens to quickly. Okay. Ewayne found more courtesy and more honor with them in that tower uh, and more comfort manyfold than Colgravance had told Ewayne of. Huh. So he's saying it's way better even than Colgravance was saying. Sure. 
He had never been better than when he was lodged there that night. Wow. Sure. Like the uh, highlight vacation. Remember that one time they bumped us up to the suite in uh, the, the Bahamas. Fucking A. The best. Yeah. Doesn't last long. At morning, Ewain rides <laughs> forward along the path. And with the churl, right? Our churl okay, of Kings yeah, Kingdom, yeah, yeah. Um, that should tell him the way he soon meets. It says that Ewain signed him. So he signed himself, right? Like Catholicly. Sure. Um, and truthfully, 20 times before he stopped because he was so marveled of uh, old Greg here. Sure. Ewain wondered why nature would make so foul a creature. Then he rode to the well at a good pace. And he dismounted there in that place. There the rhyme works perfect with modern English. Soon he had the basin in his hand and he cast water upon the stone. Soon there wex without and fail. So um, soon came there like blew up wind and thunder and rain and hail. That's right. That's right. Same, same ritual, same results. Six years later, still working. Goddamn. Yeah. And when it all ceased, Ewain saw all the birds perched on the tree. They sang full fair on the tree, just as they had done before. God damn. Majesty. So soon, Ewain saw night coming. Okay. So the night, uh, I think Stormy K, as we call them last time, the stormy night. Yeah. Um, was as fast as a foul in flight. So a foul in flight. Flight, right? So, uh, and it tells us that he had a rude semblance. So literally a rude semblance, which is like a rough appearance. Okay. In a fierce manner, and hastily he approached near. Okay. There was no time to speak a piece because either hated the other full sorely. Wow. So they just looked at each other and knew. Have you ever, you, have you ever done that? You just looked across the room and just known, like, I'm not going to get along with you. Like, holy shit. Yeah. More when I was young, but okay. yes, absolutely. Um, Still happens to me. I saw a, <laughs> uh, um, a checkout lady at the grocery store, and just within a second, I just knew we're not. We're not going to, you and I are not going to get along for the next 20 seconds. I apologize. Here's my credit card. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, in these days you could pick up a sword and shield and just go at it. And just so, have yeah. a, have a standoff. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not very good with the sword and shield. So <laughs> I probably, uh, Hey, it's all cool. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm actually skill. pretty chill at the end of the day. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So, um, Together immediately, they gan they drive. So they began their drive sure. or charge, right? They charge each other. The narrator tells us that their shields began to splint and their spears splintered in their hands. Neat. But both of them were firmly in their saddles seated. Okay. So out they drew their swords keen nice. uh, and they dealt them strokes between. And they're still horse oh, yeah. on horses. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the, hey, compared to the last... Uh, uh, um, stretch of the story. I was going to call it an episode, but I mean, whatever. It was a little light on the action. It was more like people going places, talking to people, and hey, love those movies too. But, you know, we're showing up. There's a bunch of knights. I want to see some like, you know, uh, uh, swingy shit. sorty yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're still being a little vacant with descriptions but at least i'm getting splintering that's better than uh, most of this tale's been so, oh yeah. yeah yeah we literally have that dude get knocked off his horse <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, and that's about bad. how he got defeated yep yeah. um so 
As they dealt blows between each other, they hewed their shields to pieces. Pieces flew out to the fields. On helms, they struck with so much ire that at each stroke outburst fire. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! So That's, I think they're hitting hard enough that sparks are sparks flying are flying off. off, and like, yeah, dude, radical. Yeah. Just this is what I showed up for. This is what we're here for. E Wayne is uh, laying down on this night. We don't really know much about. He just seems to be <laughs> called by the elements. Whatever. He's a guy that needs to not be there. Bitch it. Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of that meme with the. Uh, I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here. All I know is that I must kill. Must so, kill. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it continues that good buffets, which uh, in this case is not like the good Chinese buffet, uh, sure. but rather a buffet is like to buffet, to sword blows, um, were offered by either of them, but neither would budge from their steed. So they're still stuck to the saddle. And I'm, yeah, okay. So they're, they're striking away at each other. Buffet. Uh-huh. Is a yeah. sure buffets yeah. yeah is a term that is super radical for people swinging swords at each other and like connecting and all that. But the term isn't something awesome like fucking uh, thunderclees or I don't <laughs> fucking know what. But it's buffets. Yeah, they're uh, cool, great, good buffets. Oh, the best, the finest buffets. Yeah. Um. So full bravely they made known their might. And neither was afraid of a fight. Of their hauberks, so the hauberk is a uh, shirt of mail. Okay. Uh, it goes usually, uh, you know, in this case, I think they're just wearing a hauberk. Um, so men could see the blood, blood run out of their bodies. Okay, okay so, so they're, they're both, getting fucked up. They're yeah. connecting. Okay. And no one's there with them. I think it just means if a person were there, right, they would have seen that. Cool. Yes. Great. Yep. Sure. Each fighter hit the other so fast that it uh, wouldn't look like the battle would long last. Right? Okay. Uh, their hauberks and helms were split because they were given stiff strokes. They fought on horses that were always stoutly holding, and the battle was something to praise. But in the end, Sir Ewain on that night made known his strength. He smote him. He cleffa the helm. And the hernpan, which means skull. Okay. So he cleaved the helmet and the skull. Nice. So Ewain cracked this guy's helmet so hard, essentially, you know, he got through to the dude's head. I, I, the mental image this is uh, uh, projecting is incredible. And our boy Ewain bringing his A game. Um, yeah, good job. Good job, Ewain. Going where Colger Vance couldn't, <laughs> couldn't couldn't do you know yeah when it came to it you know um so the smote knight our stormy k guy knew that he was near death and he realized that running was his best option so he fled with all his might and fast behind him chased sir ewain but ewain couldn't overtake him and ewain made great morning right so great morning out of this he's really sad that he couldn't that he couldn't finish the job right yeah so he's riding and he just can't overtake him you know he's he their, their, their horses are just fast, we'll say. Uh, so, you know, uh, two sure. Ferraris chasing each other. So, Ewain followed him resolutely and wanted uh, to take him dead or quick, right? So, dead or alive. Um, so, he follows him to the sete, or the city, here in this case it says, um, 
and he says that he found no man living there. When they both came to a Yo, castle gate... ghost town, ghost town, nuts. Yeah, so they both come to a castle gate, and they're following each other quickly. So they're, you know, maybe Ewain is kind of closing in on him. At either end, the narrator tells us, uh, Iwis, or truly, uh, that truly there was a porticolis that was made well with iron and steel and also sharpened wondrously well. Treat me, treat me as ignorant. What's a porticolis? Oh, it's one of those giant gates um, at the, the, you know how you have the moat comes down and then you sure. have the gate with the spikes that comes down? Okay, so behind the drawbridge is the, that gate. Okay, yeah. okay. So, so that's the, a porticolis. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. usually like cross-section. Yeah, right? sure. Like, I could see it in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that is called a porticolis, usually with little sharpened things, right? Uh and then under that was a suika, which is translated as a treacherous snare. So it's like a snare uh, that Sir Ewain was about to dislike a lot, it tells us. So, yeah, I imagine that's, a, that's an interesting way of putting that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I disliked it when my arm got ripped off by this thing. Yeah, cool. So um, his horse's hoof touches the trap, and this sharpened porculus instantly falls between him and the cantle. Or rear part of the saddle. More horseshit for you. Okay, sure. But it hits the horse. So through saddle and steed, this gate smashed down. Whoa! It shears the spurs off his feet. Whoa! Which had Ewain mourning more, but as soon as he thought of uh, freeing himself, then the other porculus fell in the same way as the first. And now Ewain is trapped. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. So... The most death clock metalocalypse imagery just popped into my head. So you're telling me. So he chased this dude mm -hmm. into this like castle breezeway, we'll call it. Like the, the, the entry hallway into the castle. Uh, boom. The, he tri the, the horse uh, trips a trap and a gigantic iron spiked uh, a gate falls on the horse tearing its back half in half, and it came so close, it knocked his spurs off. Yes, that is correct, sir. And so there is just bloody gore underneath him as his back slides onto a metal... My God. And then in front of him, another gate slams down, and there's just blood and horse dead trails. And yeah. yeah. Half a horse, technically. I mean... <laughs> I, I think that's two-thirds. Yeah, probably. I don't know. For closer yeah. to two-thirds. Yeah, this is a cancel, right? Right behind the saddle. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ewain says it was definitely grace that befell him if his horse was cut in two and his spurs were cut from his feet, but he himself passed so well or made it through alive. Ewain says it was definitely grace that befell him if his horse was cut in two and his spurs were cut from his feet, but he himself passed so wella, or made it through alive. I mean, sure. You're doing better than dead. Your horse just got like death metal to all shit under you. You barely escaped out with your life. And you're like, hey, thank God. Like, no, 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 no. Panic time. You're in panic mode. Panic a little. No, I no. am. Yeah, so between the gates, now he is stuck. 
So he made much moaning and mikkel morning, right? So great morning, because the other night got away from him while he was stuck in that trap. Okay. So he's more upset about that, I think. Sure, being a little emo, uh, sure. Now he heard behind him, in a wall, a door open. And out of it comes a damsel. So okay. a damsel who shut the door after her. Okay. She spoke courteous words to Wayne, and she said... Sir, by St. Michael, you will have poor hosterly here, right? Meaning bad hosts or lodgings or bad times in general, probably, which makes sense. Sure. Yeah. She continues, you shall be dead, certainly. So, yes, bad times. She goes on to say, uh, for my Lord that thou hast slain. So this guy ended up dying, right? Uh, certain it is that you have slayed him. My lady makes great sorrow, as do all his men. Here you have many foes to be thy bana or thy full balda, so who are bold to be your bane. But uh, there you go. Um, wait, 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 wait. So, Ewain swords a dude in the head, mm -hmm. it cuts through his helmet into mm. his skull. That dude runs away and, like a wounded deer, just bleeds out somewhere. The story just tells us through some curator some gal some uh a walmart greeter that comes out into this trap so in my mind Wayne is still atop the the, the <laughs> carcass of his horse he's still mounted to what's left of the body of this thing wow okay you will not break out of this hold she tells him and since your enemies know that they must not fail, uh, they will slay you in plain battle. Okay. Then Ewain said to her, you shall not counsel me, so God help me, nor hands upon me lay. And she responds, no, certainly I won't if I can help it. Although if you are sore best, I think you should not be afraid. And sir, she said, anyways, I owe you honor and service. I was on a mission to the king before when I was young. Okay. I was not as discreet as a damsel ought to be. So as a damsel ought to be from the time, from that time that I was brought to court. So alighted to court, it says there was no knight more courteous than you that would take heed of me. No knight, but you God reward you great honor. You did to me and I will now repay you. She says, I know she continues that even though they are seldom seen, uh, you are the son of King Urien, and your name is Sir Ewain. Of this, I am certain. Huh. Okay. So his his reputation precedes him. Great. So he's a prince. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so Great. They're sure. dropping that now. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess. Yeah. His dad's a king. So maybe. And I was thinking about this. Why? You know. Maybe he's like a lesser prince. Okay. So like a second, third, fourth brother. I don't know. Great. Yeah. Sure. Then she says that if you believe me, you shall find no man to fear. I shall lend you here my ring, but you have to give it back to me when I ask for it. Okay. So she emphasizes the point and says that when you are clear of all this trouble or suffering, you must give me back my ring again. She tells him that as the bark hides the tree, so shall the ring do to thee when you in hand has the stone. None will harm thee, 
for the stone is of such might that you, of you, no man shall have sight. Wow. In other words, the ring makes you invisible. Sure, sure. It's a Lord of the Rings classic ring of invisibility. I'm going to go ahead and say cursed. 100% cursed. That motherfucking ring uh, is cursed. You put it on, you can't take it off, or some series of bullshit comes once, uh, once you put that ring on. I say you roll for Arcana. Do an Arcana <laughs> check right now, Ewain. Do an Arcana. So Ewain hears this, and he is full fain, which, again, means happy, right? Uh, and she leads him through the door and sits him upon her bed. There is so much sauciness in, in these tales. I thought this was a very conservative a very like biblical era, but there is just so much sauciness. Bring it, bring, bring there it is on. A lot of laying on beds in this. And so th- these are the things that Ewayne notices, right? So Ewayne, uh, oh, Ewayne's not paying attention to the things he ought to be. No, he certainly um, is not. Yeah. Cause he notices that there's a quilt on the bed and it's laid noble. Right. So I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do you what is that? Nobly. I don't so, know. And he's never seen a richer one in his life, which may be the the trick. (laughs) Sure. But like, is there a way I'm just thinking, have I ever seen a bed? Like (laughs) when I see an unmade bed, I think like gross, that looks like sweat and people. Yeah. When I see a made bed though, like there, it doesn't scale up. There's no like, yeah, there's no like, oh, that is a royally made bed. Yeah, um, and it's just a quilt too. It says a quilt is on the bed, laid noble. So yeah, I don't know, man. You're right. Sure. Like, I don't know. Weird. But anyway, she then asks him if he wanted anything that he should be served at his liking. Okay. So Ewain responds that Eta would he fain, right? So he wants to eat. Priorities, man. Sure. This could still be somewhat sexual, depending on. I've got the hundred percent saucy as all get out. She goes and then come full again, uh, saucy as all get out with a roasted capon, which is a rooster or cockerel that has been castrated or neutered, which apparently makes it better tasting. You can still find them around today, but it gives us insight into fancy medieval foods. I'm I'm sorry. Huh? Yeah. Okay. There's a problem. <laughs> so we take a rooster. Yeah. And you castrate it. Yeah. And what it I like tastes is tastes better. Neutered. Uh, well, when I looked this up, it either said manually or chemically. <laughs> so there's like fucked up ways to do this. I guess. And you're telling, once again, you're telling me that the second you fuck with the genitals, the entire bird tastes better. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> you can eat rooster. Okay. I do not doubt that. I, I, I do not doubt that for one second that, that I can eat a rooster. Not if it has balls, though. <laughs> it's I, I'm telling you right now, though, if you eat a rooster with balls and without, it's probably going to taste the same. What, what's the fucking difference? You just That's black magic shit. That's black magic, right? Where like you you do a fucked up thing to the beast, and then it changes. Like, uh, yeah, I like refuse to. Yeah. yeah, I refuse to. I get veal. Veal is a vile thing, right? You, but I get how so good, oh, <laughs> it's fucking licious. Uh, uh, um, but I understand 
how that leads to better tasting meat or, or if you want to take it as better, whatever your definition of better is. What I don't get is, and you're telling me this is still active today. I could find yeah. me a castrated rooster and I could say that that tastes better. Yes, presumably. I mean, you'd have to do like a taste test maybe. So, you know, We'd have to get two roosters. At that roosters point. Yeah. have one not castrated, right. one right. castrated, and then uh, uh, yeah, I Slaughter, think that's worth you know. the time because I'm pretty sure they would taste identical. Um, I got three weeks off this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Our young ring-giving trapdoor traveling girl comes back with a with bread in a clean cloth, uh, a pot of rich wine, and a cup. So she's got all the nightly food groups, roast meat, bread, and wine. Yeah, great. Yeah. He eats with full gouda chira, uh, so, you know, good cheer, because he's famished from the previous battle. And then he hears a great noise uh, in the castle. And that noise is the other knights and men who are looking everywhere for him to kill him. It says that they were eager to revenge their lord, who was laid in the earth. Then our damsel says to him, they're looking for you now to slay you. But whoever comes or goes, don't be afraid and don't move out of this place. If you sit on this bed and lie still, they will do you no harm. <laughs> she goes on to say, when they take the dead Lord's body to the church in order to bury it, there you will hear a sorry cry, a grievous cry, right? Like super sorry, sad. And the people looking for you will also make a doleful din. So more sad noises. Uh, then they will start looking for you again. And uh, let's see. She says to Ewain, don't worry about them, though, because they will not find you despite their best efforts. Your foes will be blind, even though they search for you on each side. Now I must go, but don't worry. Uh, for I shall do what is agreeable to you, even if it turns out trouble for me. Then she leaves the chamber. Sure. So she goes out to the gate where Ewain was trapped earlier. And real quick, wouldn't it be great if she was just fucking with him? Like he's not really invisible. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just come in and just yeah. beat the shit out of him, right? He's eating bird. On the I don't know. Anyway. Eating rooster, just like <laughs> pretending. Wide yeah, green. yeah. Dude, yeah. Uh, that's the scene from, uh, what's it called? Like Monty Python, right? Sure. I was thinking uh, more uh, South Park when Cartman thinks he's invisible and he's walking across that stage. Yeah, really That's solid. even better, yeah. yeah. So she goes out to a gate where Ewan was trapped earlier and she finds that there are a full many men who are well-armed and would full fain have taken and slain Sir Ewan. They found half his horse at the gate, but they didn't find Sir Ewan. Fuck, man. What a scene. What a scene to open a door to. Just a... I mean, a quarter of a horse, just blood mess, boot prints leading away, a couple of castrated roosters. <laughs> the fuck is happening? So then they were pretty sad. These guys looking for Sir Ewain. Sure. There were no, no doors or windows through which Ewain would have gone. And they reasoned that he should still be stuck in the gate unless he knew witchcraft or Negromancy, or he had wings to for to fly. 
Okay. All of this radical. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's upgrade. Upgrade. I love their detective skills, but <laughs> yeah, sure. Where is he? Witchcraft. A hundred percent. The no. devil's involved. Yep. Negromancy. Yeah. No. Great. Wings. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just, uh, it's one of these three things and nothing else. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be anything else. Right. Couldn't be somebody in the castle sympathetic and let them in. No, no. A hundred percent not that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the devil's in, uh, involved in some way. Uh, do you see all these fucking feathers around? Uh, it's probably wings. <laughs> or all those castrated roosters, <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, they got to do something with. Well, they eat the ones, right? <laughs> they eat something them. To do with they the eat them, and they're real good, evidently. <laughs> like they ultimately decide to go to the maidens' hall, and they start searching in the high chambers, okay, uh, and in the upper rooms on each side, which I think means they're just looking all over the place. Sure, right? sure. Uh, meanwhile, it tells us that Sir Wayne sees all this. The men busting in and searching for him, but he just sits still on the bed. There are none who make a movement toward the bed to strike a sword blow, but the enemy knights hit around with their weapons while searching for Ewain. Many of these weapons burst because they're searching so hard, apparently. The weapons, by the way, not the men. Uh, Whoa, so they're metals made of, yeah, like, just, just plastic? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, what... <laughs> So they're like hitting shit so hard that like swords are bending and bursting, bursting. It does say burst. Wow. Yeah. So uh, they, then they knew great sorrow because they could not avenge their Lord's death and they go away with dreary cheer. Dreary. Oh, wow. (laughs) Dreary cheer. Okay, cool. So they just didn't. Yeah, they. Uh, double negatives just didn't apply in uh, the medieval nope. times. They just didn't fuck with that at all. Great. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, and cheer might just be like emotion or whatever. So it's like dreary emotion, but sure. a to lot of words um, had multiple meanings too, you know? So, and we I don't mean, know all of them. <laughs> so. They still do now, but yeah. I could tell you, uh, just hear the word cheer. It does not sound gloomy. If uh, that's true, being honest with you, it does here. (laughs) If you make it dreary, I guess I don't know. Fair, fair. Give me a D. (laughs) Uh, Then soon, the buyer. uh, Do you know what a buyer is? Like a person that buys. Uh, B-I-E-R. Bier, maybe? Bier? No. Not not familiar? Um, I don't know. I didn't know either. I've heard it and uh, before. Apparently, I still have this, but it's a stand or a cart on which a corpse or coffin is carried. So you know that scene where, like... um, the, the king has died or like a badass Viking or something. And they're sure. carrying him either on a cart and he's got like yeah, his arms sure, crossed sure, and he's sure. holding a sword. That's what's happening. That's what a buyer is. Or okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So it passes by and I don't know how Gawain knows all this. He's still presumably in the room. Right. But maybe he hears it as what I'm saying. And guessing. he's invisible. Right. Yeah. Yes. And he he's put on a rings and his wine. <laughs> Great. He's eating. Uh, and, and again, not chickens. Right. Castrated roosters. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because they taste better. They do, apparently. Cool. Okay. That's one I haven't eaten in my travels. I will. Yeah. Uh, same here. And yeah. now I, that's on the list. It's got to be, right? That is totally on the list. Get me 
And you know what? I'm going to go multi-species with it. I want to castrate it everything. Everything <laughs> that can't be cast. I want to do a taste test between castrated and non-castrated creatures and see w- what what's the difference. I'm going to go ahead and tell you probably not much. I'm with you. I think uh, probably not much. I think, well, I... Let's know, find out. Yeah. Let's you and These I. Guys, um, you know, in the medieval time, they had a lot of time. Sure. <laughs> you know, like before the advent of television, there was a lot of time to get up to fucking crazy crap. Yeah, like castrating whatever the fuck that is. Thinking yeah. about castrating a rooster would take me centuries of boredom. And Jan. then figuring like, it out. I don't think roosters just have like protruding balls. Like, I think you got to like get yeah. in there and like. You got to have a pretty good idea of like rooster anatomy before you're like chopping bits off. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Beyond me. I did not dig that deep into it. Sure. I looked much more into the ambling horses. Than yeah. Oh, fair, fair, yeah. fair. That, that's where your mind was. Yeah, yes. Good. So then there passes, this buyer passes by and a lady followed who was white as milk. And it says, in all that land was none Swilk, right? So in all that land, there was none as such as she. Swilk is like the same. Okay. Um, in other words, she's like freakishly white, like ghost white. Sure. Okay. Um, next. Tilda the, Swinton. Tilda Swinton yeah. showed up. Great. Uh, next, the super pale lady. She's wringing her fingers so hard that outbursted the blood. So blood is coming from her wringing hands. Okay. Um, nice. For she was near woad. Uh, which is, uh, woad is a big word that means crazy, like going outside. And it's the same word they use for wood. So it's like, um, or forest. Okay. So it's like uncivilized. You know, it's like when you've lost yourself. Sure. You go, woad, you go crazy. Right? Sure. Great. Uh, then the pale, bloody-handed lady starts to tear out her hair and falls into a swoon. She weeps with a full, dreary voice. Some holy water and a cross were then brought by in this procession. And our narrator says that many a mother's son followed after. So she's having a borderline personality disorder like episode. And then there's a congregation happening next. Okay, great. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. Anyway, next to the corpse was a knight who was riding on the dead Lord's horse in the dead Lord's armor. He was armed with a spear and a target, you know, a target or a, a shield, right? Okay. Like a smaller sure. shield. Um, then Sir Ewain heard the cry and the sorrow of that fair lady. He hears her cry, and the narrator tells us that no one had more sorrow than her when the Lord went to his grave. The priests and monks performed the service solemnly in every way. Also, the text tells us that Lunette was there in that crowd long enough for Surrey Wayne to essentially wonder where she was, or he thinks about it for a long time. And if you, my friend, are wondering who the fuck is Lunette... That is exactly what I'm wondering. You haven't introduced this character at all, and you're just... Yeah, the text just is like, oh, Lunette's there. But not just Lunette's there, which, okay, that's, that's a thing you can do. Oh, out of the crowd comes a new character. But that Ewain is like wondering about her. Like what? Yes. Because it turns out that, uh, Lunette is the ring giving girl. Okay. Right. But I'm glad she got a name all of a sudden. Yeah. Cool. And, and Sir oh. Wayne like doesn't tell it to us. It's the narrator telling us to us too. It's like, Oh, and Lunette was there in the procession. Like what? Who? Who? Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. The knight still doesn't have a name. 
No. The knight who got no, iced. Like the guy that yeah. just died? Yeah. yeah. No. He doesn't have a name. No. Um, the guy who, the Prochette, well. Yeah. Actually, this is the first. Even the nice people in the chapel, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. They didn't have names. No, no, no. no. We had to give them names. Yep. Yeah. 100%. The Churl can't Freaky Man, old Greg. Yep. We had to no, give him names, too. 100%. Nobody yeah. gets names. She gets a name. So, you know, let that stick with you. She's probably yeah. important, right? Uh, maybe it's medieval times. They probably yeah, die. It'll lines, probably right? just yeah. not matter in <laughs> fucking five minutes. Sure. Um, so Lunette heads back to Sir Wayne quickly, right? And she asks how he's doing and, and uh, expects or literally says, hopes full well that he has been frightened. And the text says rad, which is, is rad, but uh, that he's been, you know, fully scared. Sure. Right? Sure. So Ewain says, certainly you say the truth. So upset have I never been before. Okay. He continues and says, Lemon, which uh, Mary Flowers Braswell uh, defines as sweetheart. So he's calling her a sweetheart. Okay. I like that. Hey. Yeah, a lemon. Hey, a lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You taste of lemons. <laughs> I don't know. Great. So, um, and, and one part, I don't think I, I wrote this in here at some point, um, but. Something um, about this is, and I don't know, it, it unravels itself later, but it's like he's being made to sit through the funeral. Yeah, sure. Of his enemy. Yeah. Right? To like see the effects. Like this is what happens when you kill when people. When you kill you a savage. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I think there might be something like that in there, but it gets unraveled later. So <laughs> if that's what it is, it's buried deep. And yeah. the medieval audience was like, sure. uh, so he says, sweetheart. I pray thee, it would please me greatly if I might look a little through some hole or some window to have a sight of the lady. Then Lunette goes and opens up a secret window that she has because apparently she can like cast dimension door or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and uh, there, Sir Ewayne sees the lady and hears her cry loudly to Almighty God. She screams, God, pardon him of his sins, for certainly in no region in the world was there ever a night of, this, of his beauty, courtesy, and graciousness. Nor shall there ever be after him in all the world from end to end. God, grant your grace that he may dwell in heaven with Jesus because so generous and valiant of good deeds was there no other man. When she finished her lamentations, and the text says spell here, which is awesome. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so after her spell, she swoons to the ground. Okay, great. The narrator says, now we will let the lady be and talk more about Sir Ewain. Uh, all this shit that just <laughs> happened, all this shit that we just laid out, fuck it. Let's yeah. get back to Ewain. You know what he's doing? Not what we just spent a while describing. No. Nope. Good. So, uh, and that's a really rough transition. I don't know. Uh, so the narrator continues... And he's not back to Ewain yet, but he tells us that love, or she, I don't know, love that is so mighty of power had wounded Sir Ewain sorely. Okay. It wounded him so badly that wherever so he would ride or go, she, who is his foe, would possess his heart. Okay. Wow. So he tries that to... A, yeah, go ahead. That took a turn. Yeah. So yeah. he sees her, and now he's in love. I... Great. And wherever he rides, even though he's still in the room on the bed in the secret window thing, not on the bed, but yeah. So he's it's, like, it's in like saying the if room. he ro rode somewhere, he would never forget about her. Maybe. I don't know. Or he's, I don't know. Wow. It's really bizarre wow. worded. Yeah. 
So, and there's a reason for this. I'll get to later. Um, okay. Um, at the end, at the very end of everything. Uh, he tries to hide his feelings, but uh, he finds himself in longing and hopes that his longing will subside. Okay, as we all do. Everyone who was at the burial then took their leave of the gentle lady, and they went home. The lady was left all alone, dwelling with her lady-in-waiting, which turns out to be Lunette, and others that were close to her. Okay. Then she starts crying again because she's loyal to her dead husband's soul, and she starts saying her prayers on a gold psalter, and it says that she took heed of no man. Wow. Yeah, she wants no man around. She's over men. She is an independent 2021 boss. She is uh, just over all these medieval uh, uh, descriptionless men. These blank NPCs walking around without names or any idea of what they look like. No, not for her. Exactly. And now, of course, since this is about the men. Of course. Sir Ewain was very much afraid. Because he knew his love would be unrequited. Okay. And he said, I am much to blame that I love them who would me shame. But yet I blame her wrongfully since I killed her husband. I cannot seem by any scheme how I could win her love. That lady is full gracious and small, I guess. I'm sure. Uh, Her eyes clear as crystal. Certainly there is no man alive that could describe her beauty. Okay, so you kill this little lady's husband. Yep. She then gives you, like, a magical object and, like... The, the, her lady-in-waiting. So, like, her chief maid gave him the magic. Gave him, yeah. okay. This is okay. the one that was tearing her hair out. And that yes, was understood. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But still, they're like closer than they ought to be, but they're they just the relationships in all of this are, are confusing and vexing at best. It's hard to keep track of who's on whose side or who's with who or what. Even a general idea of morality is hard to really track with here. Right. We could right. call her the widow. How's that? Sure. I would yeah. love that. That There we go. The widow. Absolutely. So it's the widow here whom uh, Ewain has fallen in love with. Okay. The one that he killed. Sure. Her. Yeah. Sure. And uh, he, she, she's got eyes clear as crystal, apparently. Um, and she's small. And At gracious. least she got a description. Yeah. At least yeah. she got a description. That's true. Yeah. She's standing small. next to Ewain, my and boy, eyes. which is a literal, just like he's a blank sheet of paper. With armor on. Yeah. Like, there is nothing else there. I mean, that's even all tell you, you got. The, yeah. yeah, couldn't even tell you what the armor looked like. Yeah, just yeah. that he has armor on, and he is he's definitely a he, I guess. Um, so then it says, uh, Sir Wayne is, is stuck here, right? He fights against his own reason, and he wonders why he set his love in a place where they hated him literally to death. He then says that he should have her as a wife, or else he should lose his life. So he's just like sinking in further and further. Then he sat in reverie until the maiden came to him. This is Lunette now, okay. not the widow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, Lunette asked Ewain, how have you fared on this day since I went, since I went away? And she, she says that he's pale and she wanted to know what ailed him. So she oh, notices okay. like 
Sure. She's been love bitch she's, or whatever. She's observant. She yeah. understands. And yeah. she says, I know your heart is sad and I can't allow that. So I shall help you from prison and bring you to your reward. Okay. Ewain said, certainly damsel, I will not sneak out of this place, but I will walk openly by daylight that men may of me have sight openly on each side. Become of me what will. So the text says uh, manly, um, but we're going to put nobly there, right? So uh, is what Braswell puts. So, you know, he's kind of saying, I'm going to, you know, just waltz out of this place. I don't care if they see me, right? Okay. Uh, Then the fair maiden answered, sir, you will go with honor for you will have great succor or assistance. All right. And she says that he will be there a long time until she returns again. So she's kind of telling him, wait here. I'm going to be back in a long while, but you're going to be good when I return. Sure. She knew all truly his intent, and she busily goes unto the lady who is fair and bright. This is the widow now. To say her opinion, which was her right. Okay. So she's... No, go. I see you questioning. Okay, cool. What? No, go on. Go on. (laughs) For she, Lunette, was the lady's governess, her keeper, her counselor, and to her, the, uh, she, uh, to her she said the following in good counsel. Madam, she says. So this is now Lunette talking to the widow. At which, which I've determined their relationship. It's Alfred and Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's like uh, Bruce holds Alfred at a higher standard than himself. And so he takes advice from Alfred. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Sure. That's a good way to think about it. I think that's actually the relationship that they have here. So madam, she says, I have Marville or am amazed that you make sorrow all this time for God's love. Stop your grief. Cool. You should think over the fact that King Arthur is coming. Don't okay. you recall the message of the damsel savage that sent you a letter? And our editor tells us that this is copied pretty directly from uh, Chrétien de Troyes, um, who wrote a version of this story before this particular story. Uh, and this one, um, at the very end of this, at some point I'll talk about it. But um, Lady Savage is somebody that the audience would have recognized. Okay. So like, oh, she's Okay, in she's here? the she's Thanos yeah. or the fucking, yeah, sure. Yeah, the, I don't know what the, the it's, it's like a messenger, right? Um, somebody who's there, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Sure, a Hermes style oh, character, go. I guess. Yeah. I still, okay. So Lunette continues, and I love the fact that she's like, why are you still crying? <laughs> he died like literally, it's been like not even that many lines, dude. So it's, it's sh- still uh, the from same what day. I understand, I think, yeah. yeah, from what I understand, it's not only the same day, but in my mind, an hour has gone by. <laughs> yeah, that's what... an hour. And this chick is coming out of the woodwork going, homie, calm down. He's dead. Collect yourself. Yeah. Fuck, dude, don't don't embarrass us. Yeah, Don't kinda, embarrass I mean, us. She says, Lunette says, alas, who shall now defend your land and all that is therein since you will never stop weeping? I, madam, pay attention to me. You have no knight in this land that darest offer up his body to do noble deeds, nor to stand against the force of King Arthur and his company. Okay. And if he, Arthur, finds no one to challenge him, your lands are lost. This is certain. So kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, she's tough, tough love maybe, but 
Sure. Um, also, something to do with like nightly obligations and duty, you know? I don't know. Cool. Yeah. The lady understands this full well, and she bids Lunette to go away quickly and not to speak to her boldly because her heart might break. She says, go swiftly on your way. And Lunette begins to say, it is often women's will to blame those who try to reason with them. Very feminist. Yeah, sure. So she goes her way, all's show not rot, right? Uh, as if she didn't care. Uh, and, and I like that not rot. <laughs> it's just great medieval language. Yeah, so, some of it is awesome and others are highly questionable, right. but sure. <laughs> and then the lady thought that the maiden Lunette said nothing wrong. So she sat in thought a long time alone until Lunette came back. Lunette uh, says, Madam, you are a child. Thus, may you destroy yourself soon, she continues. Chastise your heart, madam. To such a lady, it is a great shame to weep and make such a cry. Think upon your great gentry, you know, your gentility. Sure. Believe in the flower of chivalry. Should everything around you die with your Lord and be put into the earth? God forbid that it should be so. By heaven's queen, you lie, the lady says. Uh, this is the widow. Okay. Let's see if you can tell me where any man can be who is as brave as the man who married me. Lunette replies. Damn. <laughs> what a self-aware statement. <laughs> that is such a boss-ass bitch. That's a person that knows what's up. Just know you're, if you know you could stand me. Yeah, you're, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, great. Lunette replies, yes, and if you will bear me no spite and that you give me reassurance that you will love me nevertheless. In other words, I will tell you where you can find another man, but you got to listen to me and you can't get mad at it's me. It's the same day. Yes. It's the same day. I guess. The day, time in this is just irrelevant, dude. There's a point where, yeah, like when Do they you, tell us six years or whatever, but this appears to be, yeah, literally the same day. Do you day. think there's an element of like the royals didn't like each other, right? Like you didn't marry out of love. God, no. It was more like you married oh, was, out of... Do you think that's a part of... Do you think that's a part of like the element here? Because I imagine... I can't imagine a, a culture that understands that mourning is a normal part of losing a partner writing a story like this. Like to me, this just reads like a person like that lost a business partner and is now it's, it's that scene in any movie about uh, the stock market where like two investors are like, well, you lost that one stock, but yeah, you just got to invest in this one. You got to keep going. Like it's, it, it's so transactional that it, it, it it's devoid of life and, and the human experience. I have to imagine it's because married uh, marriages of nobility were just bullshit. They were just for, for, for monetary value. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's uh, I think that's part of what's going on here for sure is the idea of, you know, um, you're at the head of this castle. It's the whole, uh, the king is dead. The king is dead. Long live the king, right? Like you got to, Immediately yeah, but you'd figure that, that would in. last a few weeks. If you even, if you even 
for a second gave a shit about the dude. You would hold off on talking about fucking the next dude for a couple, a day. You yeah, know, I, I think that's where the tension is, right? Like she wants to continue mourning because maybe she actually did love him. Okay, right? sure. And sure. so that, that, that's got some interest there, right? Sure. Great. Uh, but sure. then Lunette kind of, I don't know. The rest of the story doesn't lean into lead that. Lead into that yeah. at all. Yeah. So the rest hey. of the story says, uh, Madam, uh, Lunette, this is Lunette talking now. Madam, then you'll hear of a secret that I have and no one will know this secret except the two of us. If two knights be in the field, on two steeds with spears and shield, and the one the other slays, who is the better of those men? And the lady says, well, he that has the battle, right? The, uh, he that wins the battle, right? Cool, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Lunette says, yes, without and fail, right? Uh, the king, the knight that lives is more powerful than your lord who was slain. Your lord fled out of the place and the other chased him here into his own hold. That's how you know the chasing knight was brave. The lady then says, this is great scorn that you even speak of him before me. Which is accurate. (laughs) Which is very, very, very accurate. This isn't what you tell a mourning widow that, hey, just so you know, the dude that iced your your fucking, your your life mate is actually a pretty cool dude. No, 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 no. I don't care what thoughts you have. I don't give a shit. When you are talking to a person in mourning, you just do the, hey, you're going to get through this. <laughs> We're f- uh, everything's Not Lunette. Good. Yeah, it, yeah, not Lunette. Lunette comes with, uh, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, great. literally, a her lot of is might is right. Yes, right? 100%. Which is horrible, <laughs> right? That's it's not a, great. Right? It's not great, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, your lord fled out of the place and the, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, we got that. The brave. Uh, this is great scorn. You say neither truth nor right. Get out of my sight immediately, right? So the widow is over this. Sounds, good. Sounds good good. honor. Good. Lunette good says, as I hope to prosper, you did promise me not to get angry and that you wouldn't scold me such. With sure. that, she turns away sure. and she hastily goes back to Sir Wayne. Okay. The lady then, uh, this is the widow. Who's currently, uh, Sir Wayne is doing a porkies <laughs> and just watching all of this through a hole in the wall? I think so. I guess. <laughs> I don't even think he can see this part. I think because they walked somewhere to the but chambers. But he was, he's going was back. pulling a porkies for a while. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. 100%. He okay. saw her and yes. he saw and, uh, He at and, least, he yeah. had to have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, uh-uh. The lady then spends all night. So now it's night. Okay. We're, we're, At we're least going. we've advanced yep. some hours. Honestly. Yep. Yeah. Finally. Uh, thinking about how she doesn't have a night to defend her land and to keep Arthur from his route. Uh, then she felt shame and she begins to blame herself. She says to herself, with wrong, I blame Lunette. She probably thinks I will not love her as I did before. I will love her with mind and mood because what she said was for my own good. In the morning, the maiden rose and went into the chamber to find the fair lady hanging her head drearily in the same place where she had left her. And every bit she told her again as she had said before. Then the lady said, 
I sorely regret that I spoke harshly toward you yesterday. I will make amends if I can. This is all super codependent. This is not good behavior. <laughs> I think they should all seek counseling. I think they, they all don't value themselves enough. I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, they can do whatever they want. Absolutely. Uh, and so she says, I will make amends if I can. Of that night, I would like to hear more of what he are, so what, who he is and where he is. Okay. I know that I have spoken amiss, but I will now do as you advise. Tell me boldly before you stop, is he of gentle kin? Meaning, is he of nobility? So now the widow's interested. It took a night. Okay. <laughs> Chill. Lose hey, yep. shit moves fast in the era before the internet or TV or... Cool. Great. I guess, man. Yeah, they had a lot of time to think. Um, Lunette says, Madam, I dare guarantee that a gentler lord doesn't live. Okay. Well, not anymore. <laughs> so, yep. He is the most gracious man you will find that has ever come from Adam's kind. Okay. Back to the religious uh, uh, fanfic. Okay. Okay. The lady says, how hot he? So what is he called? And tell me certainly. And Lunette replies, Madam Sir Ewain, a so gentle a knight you have not seen. He is the son of King Urien. The lady is pleased because his father is a king. The lady says, bring him here in my sight between this and the third night. And sooner, if sooner it may be, I long sorely to see him. Bring him if you can this night. So pretty fast turnaround. Not only a fast turnaround, but you're telling me he's from a rich bloodline? Cool. Get his dick in me. Like, what are we doing here? What is... Oh, man. I, I think, Jan, a man might have written this. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the hell you say. But Perhaps a man who didn't think much about... Much. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty... Or understood woman at zero, right? Or, or even human fucking <laughs> <Right>. relationships <laughs> or interactions or fucking how we... Even if I saw a person I didn't even know die, I, it would take me weeks to unpack that, right? Like weeks to deal with the emotional trauma of that. Oh, yeah. We're literally talking about a spouse dead and within, I mean, less than a day. And it was said she was crazy over his death, right? So, I mean, like, yeah. sure. Yes. No, she was literally tearing her hair out. Yeah. And her fingers in, were in, bloody. Yes. And, and, oh, man. Man. So, Lunette, uh, so she's asking to see him that night, right? And Lunette says, uh, Madam, that I cannot do, for his dwelling is more than a journey of a day away. But I have a fast-running page who will start moving right away and bring him by tomorrow at night. Okay. The lady said, look, if you can, bring him uh, here tomorrow by evening. Lunette says, Madam, with all my power. Uh, the lady continues, bid him to hasten in every way. He shall be quite well repaid. Advancement um, shall be his boon, his reward, if he does his errand soon. So Advancement being like he's going to get a whole lot of this hot, hot love? Or advancement, I'm going to give him some 
uh, uh, castrated roosters, advancement, I'm going to give them some of that sweet, sweet loot. What? That's a really tough one. The editor doesn't have anything for us there. It's avancement. Um, uh, maybe it's, uh, so it means promotion in French, avancement. Okay. Um, and so I'm guessing that might be the, the connection that he's going to be like promoted to head of this castle, like king of this land versus like being just a knight maybe. Okay. Sure. I don't know, but that's sure. maybe. Um, it, it, I don't know. But it literally, the editor doesn't help us on that one and it just says advancement. Okay, great. Lunette says, Madam, I promise you to have him here before the third night. Meanwhile, send your counsel and ask anyone you know who can defend your well, your land, your castle, and your tower against the noble King Arthur. Gather them because no one of them will dare take the battle to King Arthur. Then you will say, it is necessary for me to take a lord that you will forsake so that you're going to hate. Sure. It is necessary that you have some noble knight who will defend your right and say to them that with your counsel, you will not suffer death. On those words, they shall be happy and thank you many times. In other words, what's happening is uh, she's getting the court ready so that they'll accept Sir Wayne, who just killed their lord. Which the court is having a, 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 an appropriate reaction <laughs> yeah. Wait, to the law. Isn't that the guy that just killed our dude that we I mean, buried and we were they, sad about? They yes. are having yeah. an extremely appropriate response to the actions that have, there are two sociopaths in this story and they're the people we're following. All the extras, all the NPCs here are legitimate human beings who are just, isn't this happening a little, just give it two weeks, darling. Like what, what do you, okay, go on. So the lady says, the widow, by God of might, I shall question them this night. I think you dwell too long here. Send forth uh, immediately the messengers. Then was the lady, the widow, blissful and glad. She did as her maiden had bade. She asked all of her court to come quickly, each one. Meanwhile, the maiden readies herself quickly. She draws Sir Ewain a bath and clothes him. Okay, <laughs> I just pictured, I pictured Magic Mike. I pictured just like a bunch of like super strapped, like beefcake dudes just like showing up to the court. Fucking, I just pictured male strippers for days. Okay, cool. Great. And and it's not, uh, that's not an inaccurate assessment of what's happening. Good. Yeah. And uh, well, that's Sir Ewain is being drawn a bath now. Yes. Right? No, so, no, 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 yeah. no. That but I'm just. Uh, the court has, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But it ends with Ewain being drawn aback. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Great. And uh, she clothes him in good scarlet cloth. Okay. Trimmed with fur and fastened with gold. Okay. She gives him a rich girdle for the occasion of Perry. Girdles are like a belt thing, right? Yeah, it's a belt thing. And this Perry is some kind of jewel. Um, when I looked at the... Um, the UOM, uh, it could be a pearl too. Okay. Um, so, uh, or precious stones. So, okay. Yeah. Sure, so it's like sure. rich stones. A rich and, belty thing. Right. A yeah, WWE and, belt of the time. Right. Sure. Yeah. And sure. the girdle could be even higher up a bit and like around the waist. Uh, we call but, those a William Shatner. Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That is yeah. uh, a whole different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lunette tells Ewain uh, all he should do when he comes to meet the lady. 
And when he was all ready, she went and told her lady that her messenger was coming. Okay. The lady says, do let me hear. Is he coming soon as you hoped? Lunette said, madam, I will not cease until he is here before you. There the lady says with light cheer, go bring him here privately, secretly, that none may see but you and I. Then the maiden went again to Sir Ewain and says, Sir, I have good news. My lady knows you are here. You may go before her without fear. Remember everything I have told you. Dang. She takes him by the hand and leads the knight into the chamber before the lady in plain view, and the lady was pleased. Still, Sir Ewain had great fear when he came into the chamber. The chamber floor and also the bed were overspread with clothes of gold. It seemed to her, the lady, that he, Ewain, was without fault. Wow. Okay, so it's like a, there's a mutual, um, a little too thirsty for a lady who's in supposedly in mourning. But hey, you know what? You deal with trauma the way that you, I'm not, I, I don't fucking, I don't care. You, great. You're, you're ready to, to bone down with this dude. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And she spoke no word to him during this time. The best. Cool. You know what? Fuck it. Sure. And he drew away out of fear. At least he didn't draw a sword. So <laughs> at least it didn't go there. That would have been a... Uh, anyway. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, whole different story. Then the maiden, Lunette, stood and laughed. She said, Malgre, which apparently means uh, ill luck befall uh, this knight that behaves in such a way in a lady's sight and cannot show uh, to her his needs. So come forth, sir. You need not dread that my lady will smite you. She loves you well without a fault. Pray to her for her mercy, and for your sake, so shall I, that she should forgive you in this situation of Salados the Ruses. So now we get a name. Salados the Ruse is the knight he killed. Fucking A. We have been... I'm sorry. There was so much information thrown into that. (laughs) Yeah. But Salados... Yes. Okay, that's a pretty... That's yeah, a pretty that's a good name. name. That's, yeah, a good, the that's a good night name. Sure. Uh, Salados Larousse. That, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's an English poet's rendering, apparently, of this other guy, Chrétien de Troyes, who's a much better uh, writer. Um, uh, Escalados Lero. Or es- Escalados Lero. It's French, so um, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that. But still pretty tight. Not bad. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's a character who does not figure again in the Arthurian legend. So he's in this... Uh, uh, that yeah. that was his sentence. Yeah, cool. Exactly. Cool. Uh, so it was her lord, uh, and that's Salados, whom you did slay. On knees, then set him Sir Ewain, and he says, "Madam, I yield me to you, and will be ever at your will. If that I might, I would not flee. So if I could, I would not leave. Right? Okay. Nice. She says, "Why would that be? If I caused you death now, it would do me little advantage." But I find you most gracious that you would come to me thus and place yourself in my grace. So I forgive you of your trespass. Sit down and let me hear why you are meek. Madam Ewain says, with one look, all my heart you took. Since I first had sight of you, I have loved you with all my might. To more than you, my gracious lady, my love will never go. For your love, I am ready loyally to live or to die. 
Damn. Yeah, homie fell hard. Yeah. yeah. He got the feelies. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I guess when you're a two-dimensional character floating through this world without any description going off of uh, emotional responses to your king's exposure to violence and you end up murdering a fully well-rounded person and then you try to hook up with their wife, I guess it hits hard. (laughs) I guess when you're just a literal paper of a character, you suddenly develop feelings. Cool. Absolutely. Um, She says, this is the widow now, dare you well to undertake the task of keeping peace in my land and to maintain all my rights against King Arthur and his knights. Okay. Oh, wow. I can see what's coming. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I can see what's coming. So she's going... Yo, 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 you can get in to this kingdom, into my heart, into my wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But hey, just so you know, that that troublesome Arthur, his little Lancelot, which hasn't been mentioned once, a Colger Vance, because I guess he's (laughs) a guy, sure. All of these guys, you got to say fuck you to them. And I'm so fine that you're going to hook up with me. Also, just know, I will love you as long as I loved, uh, uh, what's his butt? Salados. Uh, Salados for the entirety of the maybe an hour of morning. <laughs> I mean, it really does seem like love is paper thin in this era. Ah, just paper thin. 100% agree with you. Uh, Ewain, uh, being the two-dimensional character that you have described him as says, I dare to undertake this while I am a living man. So sold out his, uh, I mean, within <laughs> seconds, he is just, he, oh man. He rode out because he wanted to take the battle instead of King. He was so into <laughs> King Arthur that he was willing to throw his life away for Arthur in this mortal combat and that he was a more noble person than Sir Kay. This is why Sir Kay is a better person than anyone in the story <laughs> because at least he would call bullshit for what bullshit is. All right. At least he would at least look around and go Dumb. No, this is stupid. But not Ewain. Ewain, yeah, cool. I'm learning a lot about Ewain. So such counsel had she heard before. And she said, sir, then we two are as one. Okay. Her barons then quickly advise her to marry that lord. It's the next day. Yes. It's the day after. Salados uh, was. Uh, uh, I think it might be two days at this point. Cool. Because uh, there was a night where she stayed up and she said that. Was she it was less right. than a fortnight? Yeah. Because oh, they couldn't <laughs> wait a fortnight to hit a cool party, but they couldn't wait a fortnight to marry again. Chill. Chill. Yeah. Chill. And that's where we're going to cut it for. Okay. This. Uh, this uh, episode here right uh, i got a feeling uh i got i, I but you can see where things are I going i can see well, here's the problem now it's brother no, no, against no, no, brother no. right yeah here's the problem i can see where things are going 
for modern day storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Makes... I can see where things are going. <laughs> if if this was a movie and we just hit pause, I could tell I could I could roughly walk you through how the next act is gonna go. It's a medieval tale. Who the fuck knows? Uh, uh, six different characters that we've never met before will show up and completely change everything. And we'll end up on the back of a dragon in a celestial sea uh, with characters we've never even met. So, Do you want to meet a dragon in this uh, tour? I think I want to meet a dragon in most stories. Okay. I yeah, think yeah. there are very few... I rarely watch or read things that I think a dragon wouldn't make this better. Like, of course, of course I want to meet a dragon. Of course. Sweet. So I'm not going to tell you whether you will or not. Okay. I will say uh, it does probably you're 100% correct. It does not go the way you think it's going to go. Sure. It's uh, pretty wacky. But since we are at the end, Jan... Is there uh, anything new that you want to discuss since the last time we spoke? Anything you want to plug? I know you have satanic yoga. Yes, I, I have a whole YouTube channel devoted to uh, the dark arts and the practices of uh, the yogi mystics. If you need a workout and you really don't like um, a lot of the yoga videos out there, I'm kind of a gothy boy. I don't really connect with the namaste crowd. Uh, check out the devil stretch or satanic yoga. We'll have links in the description below, above, so below, uh, as, as above. above. <laughs> it's all it's all the same, really. Um, I'm working on a bunch of uh, NFT art. I'm really messing around with AI art at the moment. Yeah, not uh, past that. Not much. Um, a lot of. A lot of shooting stuff that most people here will never see. And yeah. 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 Awesome, man. We'll keep on grinding. Um, uh, one last thing that I do want to plug is the team's medieval text and the Met, the medieval English text that they sell on their website. Check them out. It's from the University of Rochester. It's where I get uh, a lot of the text and you can support a lot of their, um, their material is really affordable, the paperbacks. Uh, uh, obviously the hardcovers get a little more expensive, but check them out. So until next time, thanks for listening to Marcel's medieval magic and we will see you later. Goodbye.